everybody, before we get into the episode, one more thing. If you want to listen to the to the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast, you now have more app choices. You can now find the podcast on Pocket Casts and Stitcher. So download either app and make sure you subscribe to Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast, where wrestling meets reality. This is going to be my recap and review of the 2019 Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Let's get this started. So the first match, I watched the pre-show most of it. I missed most of the first match, which I'm fine. But apparently, well, the first match I saw was towards the end of it, actually, was Chad Gable and Bobby Roode versus Scott Dawson and Ray Zara for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Apparently, the Authors of Pain and the Revival both won some match that happened. I missed that. And they were a makeshift team. This is a pretty good match for what I saw, but Roode and Gable retained. This match was okay for what I saw. Next match, and also these reviews, I try to do pretty quick. I want to take up a lot of your time or make these videos super long. So, I try to do that for you all. But the next match is for the U.S. title. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Champion Rusev. This match was just weird. The televised match on Christmas um, was very, very good. This match was not that great. Um, the finish was weird because Shinsuke was going to take off uh, the top turnbuckle cover to expose it. And Lana got on the apron, took both her shoes off, and just pointed at Shinsuke with her shoe. That's it. She didn't throw it or nothing. She took them both off and just pointed at him. The finish came when Shinsuke was in Lana's face. Rusev went to hit Shinsuke. Shinsuke ducked. Rusev hit Lana, injuring her ankle, quote-unquote injuring. So that'll play into the women's, women's rumble later. So Shinsuke hit a Sasha to the back of the head and is now your two-time U.S. champion. This is kind of sad how they treat this title. They treat it like the Raw Women's title towards the end of 2017 where Charlotte and Sasha Banks were flip-flopping with it and just changing it a lot. So that sucks to see. Hope they start treating this title with prestige again soon. So that was that. Now the match of the night was the main event of the pre-show. It was for the Cruiserweight Championship. It was champion Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa versus Hideo Watami versus Kalisto. This match was incredible. You had each man playing this part. You didn't, neither man felt out of place. Every man was great. And there was so much action in this match. It was incredible. A lot of people that didn't like 205 Live liked them because of this match. The Cruiserweights always deliver. I didn't understand why they put the Cruiserweights on the pre-show every time, mostly. But I see why now, because they had the crowd hot for the main show, which is going to be reviewed next on the Two of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast. This will be going on with the main card for the Royal Rumble. The main card opened up with Oscar, the champion, versus Becky Lynch, the man, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This match was good and intense, but it was not as fire as the pre-show Cruiserweight match. So kind of the fans kind of died out on this match. They were cheering Becky 
like crazy still, but they weren't as hot as they were for the pre-show cruiserweight match, which is kind of crazy to say. But the ending of this match, Oscar tapped out the man. That's what I got from my notes. Oscar tapped out the man. Couldn't believe it. And Oscar is going on to the next pay-per-view, which is Elimination Chamber as Women's Champion. Whether they do something with that, I don't know. But she is going into WrestleMania season as champion. That's cool. That's a good match. Again, the man tapped out to the counter-mutilation. And the offense was very shocking to me. I didn't think they have a tap out. We all figured in the Xbox party. We do Xbox Live parties between pay-per-views and takeovers. And um, they figured she'd lose by Ronda Rousey's trickery. But she lost clean here. And she was not that she was going up the ramp. She's like, all right, I knew I got beat. I knew it. So she accepted that. But she placed a key role to the later of the card. So this match is very good. Next match was the bar. Versus the co-besties of The Miz and Shane McMahon for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. This match was pretty good. Um, it wasn't nothing crazy. No, like, oh my gosh, great match. But it was a good match. A decent match. The co-besties won the tag titles. So The Miz and Shane McMahon are now tag team champions together. They celebrated with Miz's father in the crowd. So that was kind of cool. And I'm curious to see where they go from here. So this is a good match. Shane McMahon won with a shooting star press, which was cool to see. So the next match was for the Raw Women's Champion, Champion Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks, the boss. This match was a very good match, fast-paced match. Not many people in the party, the Xbox party, liked Ronda Rousey. They were dogging her most of the time, as they always do. They call her the female Brock Lesnar. But I feel Ronda Rousey can go in the ring. She's very intense. Her moves, when she delivers them, are intense and powerful. She has a facial expressions no matter what, except that she smiles a lot in interviews sometimes and off um, coming down the ramp and stuff. She's too smiley, I think, for that, being that this is a serial, serious title defense. But in the matches, when she wrestles, she does a lot of awesome expressions. She feel, you feel like she's in pain. You feel the pain with her. She's very intense looking and powerful looking. So this match was no exception. She was great. Sasha looked very good as well. You forget how great she is on her own when she's stuck in tag teams with Bailey. But Bailey is good as well. But you forget Sasha can go at a top tier level on her own. So this match was fantastic. There was a shred of um, thought that Sasha would, would tap out Ronda Rousey. It's crazy. But Ronda ended up tapping, um, uh, pinning, uh, yeah, pinning Sasha with the rolling Samoan drop judo thing she does and retaining. People in the party are not happy with that. Me, I'm fine with that because I know where they're going for WrestleMania, which is involving Becky Lynch, which everybody wants to see. So Ronda retains. Next match is the Women's Royal Rumble. This match was good. It was a little clanky, a little clunky, a lot of those botches here and there. And it wasn't any surprise legends this year, which a lot of people were in the point was complaining about. I personally like it. And the men's rumble was the same. It was two surprises in that match. I'll get to that in a little bit. But in the women's rumble, it was all NXT people like uh, Isho, Iso Shirai, whatever her name is, and Carrie Sane came back, and uh, Rhea Ripley came from NXT UK. So they really focused on the future of the women's division here, and I like that. And you had a chick, I can't remember her name, Casey Capo, something, from American Ninja Warrior. She was a man looking good. Everybody was fantastic. And um, the finish was Becky Lynch came out and took Lana's place because in the pre show, 
You remember Lana got injured because Rusev bumped into it and made her ankle. This played a key role in the um, women's Rumble match. She couldn't compete. Becky's like, put me in, coach, to Finch Finley. So he's like, all right, have at it. She went in and eliminated Nia Jax. But that was a good storytelling there because Nia um, broke Becky's face, basically, made her bust her nose open and all that back in October, I think it was, last year. So Becky got retribution from that. But Nia, she's like, no, you thought. And she um, pushed Becky off of the steps of whatever she was on. She attacked her and hurt her ankle, which was kind of climactic, I think, because of Lana. Um, Becky, they, they was like, she can't compete. They were about to raise Charlotte Flair's hand, but Becky slid in the ring like, no, I'm going to compete. And Becky ended up winning the Rumble. So Becky's going on to WrestleMania to face Ronda Rousey, well, I was assuming. She hasn't made her decision yet, but that's what it should be. If it's not, that's going to be such crazy booking. So, prepare for Becky and Ronda in some capacity at Mania. Overall, the women's match, what one match was good. It was good action. Like I said, some botches here and there, some clunky moments. But, and I was very impressed with Lacey Evans. She debuted number one. And was a good show, and she did good. Her and Charlotte look a lot alike. That's what we all noticed in the parties. They looked a lot alike. But the Rumble match for the women's was good. Last year was better. But the ending paid off. Becky, the man, is still looking strong, despite tapping out Oscar earlier. So the next match is going to be AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship for SmackDown's brand. This match was good, but we've seen these two fight for so long. The feud's good and fresh, and it was Daniel Bryan is the best heel in WWE, being this Captain Planet, people call him. Corey Gray calls him Captain Planet. And this match was good, and it was back and forth. Bryan took some wicked bumps, and being with his concussion history, this, this scared me a lot. I don't want to see him get injured again and retire. So he took some sick bumps. I hope he, I'm assuming he's good to go, but he gets that testing done after every match. So I'm hoping he's good, but he's taking some sick bumps. And he, I think he's grabbing his head intensely to make us feel like, 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 oh gosh, is he okay? That's something that he's playing off of, I think. But Brian ended up retaining with the help of Eric Rowan, or just Rowan of the Wyatt family, Bludgeon Brothers, wherever he's from. He came out in flannel. He was jacked. That dude's been walking out. He's good to go again. He ended up picking up AJ Styles when the referee was knocked out. Did like a grabbed his face choke slam, which people are calling weak looking. I thought it was cool looking. It could be a little more thorough to it, but it got down the wind. So it's going to be like a. Wyatt Family Reunion type of thing with Eric Rowan, Daniel Bryan, maybe Luke Harper. But my prediction for this is I think Luke Harper is going to return as face and end up challenging um, Daniel Bryan for the title at Elimination Chamber. That's my prediction going forward. Or he might join, but I think he should return as a face and go on his own because uh, Luke Harper can go. He's one of my favorites on SmackDown or in Derby today. So I'm going to go with the prediction Luke Harper is going to face Daniel Bryan for the title at one of the upcoming two pay-per-views. you got Elimination Chamber coming up in three weeks, and then I think Fastlane. So I think Luke Harper's going to be the next contender for the title. So we'll see, but that's my prediction. So Dan Bryan retains at the Rumble. Good match. It was nothing spectacular, though, because we've seen them two fight twice now. But Daniel did take some wicked bumps, like a um, flip, uh, reverse DT on the outside that uh, 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 AJ does. So that was wicked looking, but yeah, Daniel Bryan retains. Next match is the match that people are hating now. 
Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor for the Universal Championship. And I'm saying this now, the Demon should never, ever, ever come back. Because fighting this beast, Finn Balor, the man, he calls it the man, Finn Balor came out. No face paint, no demon to face the beast, Brock Lesnar, his biggest challenge. And he decided he didn't want to use a demon. If he ever brings back the demon again, I'm going to lose my mind in a negative way. Because no one else is as dominant and as forceful and as impactful and as, as vicious as Brock Lesnar. And he showed that here. And I think Finn Balor's got a road to go from here. I'll discuss that in a little bit. But Finn Balor started off hot with kicks and knocking him down. And he got him off, off, off his feet once, like in the first five minutes. The match turned around, though, for Brock got some suplexes in there. Like, that's all he did with suplexes. Vince's Brock Lesnar. But the... It turned around for Finn when he pushed Lesnar to the corner of the exposed announce table. I think Lesnar took the announce table part or something. I forgot what happened. But Finn Balor shoved Lesnar in the table, and the corner of the table caught his nether region twice. And that, everybody's talking about how well Brock sold that. I'm not sure if he sold that well or he actually was hurt. But his face was red as a beat. He was clutching down there. He was slow for most of the match after this point. So, Brock sold very well for Finn in this match, unless it was real, but he sold nonetheless. But the finish came, interesting finish too, but, uh, Finn Balor went for the coup de grace. he hit it, one, two, kick out by Lesnar, Lesnar immediately latched on the Kamal clutch, and Finn Balor tapped, so Lesnar retains. Lit Guy MVP, who is a anchor podcaster, he lost his mind, he hates Brock Lesnar, he hates Raw. At that point, he was, he's probably changed now, but after this match, he was losing his ever-loving mind. It was hilarious. But, uh, Brock retained. Afterwards, he beat a Finn Balor, tore, tore him around, threw him around, F5, and left him laying. So that's the question, what in the flipping world are they doing with Finn Balor? What is next for Finn Balor? And I'm not sure if I'm positive, like, oh boy, what's next? Or I'm scared. Because he was built for last maybe months to look like a big competitor against Brock Lesnar. And then he gets just buried, I feel, here. Where does he go next? I don't know. But if Finn Balor does not do something soon, no one is ever going to care about him again. And I hate that because Finn Balor was one of my favorites in NXT about two or three years ago. And he keeps getting sparks of hope on the main roster, but Vince keeps, they keep pushing him back. I got a feeling AJ's going to leave on his contract. So unless there's something happening that we don't understand, but he needs to get something going. It's annoying the tar out of me. So I hope he gets something going. But the love of God, he has no momentum anywhere going forward. Like I said, if he brings back the demon, I will never care about a match with that demon again. Unless he brings out out against the rematch to Lesnar, maybe they rematch or something, I don't know, if he brings it out then, then yes, that's redemption, but if he doesn't, I never want to see that face paint again, so that upset me more than the match itself, I knew Brock would retain, even though my predictions, I gave it to Finn, I had a glimpse of hope, and maybe that they'd swerve, but Finn Balor has lost my care at the moment, so hopefully they'll do something with this man before it's too late, so the next match is going to be the, um, Make sure I get everything before I keep going. I don't want to miss nothing. Okay, the next match is the 
Men's Royal Rumble, best match of the main card, I feel. Well, best Rumble out of the two Rumbles, I'd say that. But you had Elias number one and Jeff Jarrett, J E W F J A W R E W T, came back, returned, had a little bit of a gut, but looked in great shape. And Elias turned heel, quote unquote. On Jeff Jarrett, they were going to sing together, and he beat him with his guitar and just tore him up and threw him out. And so, Elias is a heel? Question mark. Then, um, Elias ends up at mid-match, about towards the end of the match, he ends up siding with the baby faces to take on the heel, the only heel of the match, Shinsuke Nakamura. And also, as far as surprise with Tony's girl, you had Kurt Angle come out. And I, I'm sad for Kurt Angle, man. He is... Lost it, his his go. He's lost his wrestling drive. I feel. So someone made the joke in the point that he came to turn his neck. He has to turn his whole body to move, and that's hilarious because it's true. Sadly, but he's lost all of his his what he had years ago because he's getting older. He's almost fifty, I think. His neck's um hanging on by a thread because of his injuries, broken freaking neck and all that. But in this match, he was just he did some good looking Germans, but that was it. So he got eliminated by, I think, Drew McIntyre, or Elias, I can't remember who. But you had Johnny Gargano from NXT come in as a babyface. He helped um, Elias and the other quote-unquote babyfaces with Shinsuke at that moment. But I don't know what they're doing with Elias, and I don't like it. His babyface turn um, last year was cool. It was random as crap, but it was cool. He had a cool little feud with Baron Corbin, kind of, sort of. He was fun in the mic. He's one of the best in the mic now. I don't know what they're doing with him going forward, but I hope he does not be a big show and flip-flop, be face and heel, face and heel. Keep him one or the other for at least a good longevity of time. So, Elias is something. And, um, the match is very good. He has some good spots. Mustafa Ali eliminates Samoa Joe, which we knew about, so that feud to keep going. You had Rey Mysterio and Andrade going at it. I thought I made that a point. It's rumored that there could be a tag team in the past, in the um, upcoming future. Andrade's return face and all that. And I think they teased it here kind of subtly because they both had the same colors on. Age, uh, Ray had the same attire uh, they had on last year, except his mask had um, stuff on the top of it. And it was black and orange, black and yellow, I mean. And Andrade came out with yellow and black, same color scheme. It was cool, I thought. Little, I think they were teasing it subtly. And they were at it. It was a good match. And the main of the number 30 was, well, Bob Sterling came out at number 28, I think, and he tore everybody up. And the shocking moment of the night, probably of the year, when something big happens at Mania or something, was number 30. Number 30 was supposed to be all truth because he won the Mixed Match Challenge back in last year. He came out singing and dancing and all that when he was attacked by Nia Jax. Yes, you heard that right. Nia Jax attacked on Truth, and she went in the Rumble. She was mad because she got eliminated from the Women's Rumble by Becky Lynch, and she's like, I'm not having it, and she got in the Men's Rumble. And she had a stare down with none other, none other than Randy Orton. She was eliminating Mustafa Ali, which was interesting, and Randy Orton was posed for the RKO, which was a great sight. It was amazing to see that sight. But it was cool to see. It was interesting. And they had a stare-down with Randy Orton and Nia Jax. They had a, it was a very intense stare-down. And Randy, Randy went for the RKO. 
and missed. And then Rey Mysterio came in and hit Nia Jax with a six one nine. And a lot of people in the point was commenting saying he like he hated to do that. Maybe he did because this is the first time in years a man man hit a woman. And then Randy Orton hit her the RKO and tossed her over the rope. Well Ray did rather. Ray got her out by kicking her out of the ring. So this is the question of the of the week probably. Is interge intergender physicality back? Looks like it. But that was the oh my gosh moment of the whole show. Was Nia Jax entering the men's rumble? Last person to do that was Beth Phoenix in two thousand and 11, I think. Don't quote the year. But this was crazy to see. Nia Jax, she fit in perfectly. It's the crazy part. She fit in perfectly. She was tossing. She tossed her stuff Ali out, like I said. She got physical with Randy Orton. Remember, still 619 RKO by Nia. Thanks for coming. So she had a very big impact in this match. Surprise. Even though she didn't do much, her presence in the men's Royal Rumble was the talk of the party after the show. The winner of the pay-per-view was, of the men's rumble, rather, was Seth freaking Rollins. He ended up eliminating Braun Strowman. So it was predictable. That's one thing I hate about this match was it was predictable. I knew Seth would win because he ended up getting, I think, by Braun as well. I can't remember. Someone put him through a the announce table, and he just lay there for most of the match, took a break. So we all said, yep, he's winning, and he won. So hopefully, plans are going accordingly, and Rollins will challenge Lesnar at Mania and win and be the Universal Champion, thank goodness, because he, we need a consistent weekly champion. While Brock is a good draw, obviously, that's the only reason he's a champion, because he draws, he could come back once a year and be a draw. But I miss, and a lot of people miss seeing a consistent champion, like we had Roman for a little bit, so he unfortunately had to go away for leukemia issues. But Rollins supposedly challenging Lesnar would be a very good match, but it will be obvious and predictable. But in this sense, being predictable as Rollins possibly beating Lesnar is a great thing because we'll have a consistent champion again. A few notes on the um, pay-per-view itself. It's seen in the men's rumble that the timing was rushed a lot because this whole pay-per-view from from the pre-show to the end was seven hours long. I'm like, holy moly, that was long. It was so long. And seeing the men's rumble, they were rushing the entrance. Because it said every 90 seconds. It was way quicker than that, you could tell. And I got a quote from Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer Radio. He said, I don't know if it went too long. It felt like it went too long, but maybe they mistimed the show because it just felt like the men's match, which is a, which is the rumble match. They were rushing things through like a lot. So end quote. So the timing was crazy. It looks like in the men's match they were coming out so quick, and Drew Galloway, not Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre. Sorry, he was a star in that match. He came in, claimed on everybody. He was a good force. So they got high hopes for him still, and they got plans for him as well. So this whole pay per view was great, with some issues here and there. But based based on the rest of, on last year to now, thinking about Survivor Series mostly, 2019 looks like to be a fun year for WWE. And especially the AEW All Elite Wrestling being coming up and debuting in 
forming in May, this is going to be when WWE tries. I love it. But I always joke, I say after WrestleMania season, the monkeys get back in the control room and the creative and do things. And that, that means they take a hiatus. They, they take like a mental break because they do so much energy taking on WrestleMania season. But with AEW coming about, I feel like they're going to be creative and everybody's going to be trying more, doing more to make fans want to stick to WWE instead of AEW because this is going to be WCW all over again as far as the wars go. I'm very sorry for it. I'm glad for it because last year WWE felt like they were just on autopilot the whole year almost. It was not a good year. Hopefully this year will be different because the Rumble, the Royal Rumble was such a good pay-per-view. I, I enjoyed all seven hours of it, even though it was so long. Hopefully for the future that they time the pay-per-views out accordingly because seven hours is a lot. So that's my review and recap of the 2019 Royal Rumble. Let me know what you think in the in the comments below. I think there's comments on Anchor. But make sure you check us out on Anchor, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. That's where... The Tip of the Iceberg podcast is streamed currently. We're looking, I'm looking to get into more um, services and streaming services and podcasting apps and all that. So I'll post it on the Facebook group, excuse me, the Facebook page when I get more um, platforms. So thank you for supporting Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast. I'm excited for what the year brings for us, for the podcast. So hope you enjoyed this. Recap of the Rumble, awesome pay-per-view. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Follow us again on Anchor, Stitcher, or Pocket Casts. And we'll see you in the next episode.